Welcome back to another episode of Women Talk Tech. And today I'm joined by Noemi, an investment associate at Yabea Capital, with a focus on digital health investments. In this episode, we talk about her current role and her main motivation for pursuing a career in this field. We talk about what investors look for when a company is seeking funding and how much of an impact diversity has on a potential investment. We then spoke about a topic we are both super passionate about, women supporting women. And networking is such an amazing place to meet and build meaningful connections with people that can support your career. So it's important we all work together to build an environment and a networking culture that can help with this. Such a great chat. Thanks again for joining me. So, Noemi, tell me a bit more about yourself. Sure, happy to be here. So my name is Noemi. I'm currently living in the beautiful Munich for around one and a half years. Um, before that, I was living in Berlin for a couple of years, and originally I'm from Stuttgart. And um, I would say I have a pretty typical business background. Uh, also started my career in management consulting. And now I'm working at the venture capital firm Yabeo, where I'm part of the investment team. Nice, nice. How exciting. And just to kind of kick things off on the DNI topic, I like to always think about, okay, what does DNI mean to each and every person? Because I'm conscious that it does mean or can look like different aspects for everyone. Um, so yeah, what does DNI mean to you? And why do you feel like it's an important topic? Mm-hmm. Sure. So to me, DNI means that no matter which background you have, so it can be gender, it can be nationality or so sexuality of a person that in the end, everyone is being provided with the same opportunities throughout their career. And I think that sometimes this means that you first have to really break into the traditional thinking and address the unconscious bias that is out there that all of us, no matter which background we have, do have. And um, this has just developed over the past decades, so you can even say uh, centuries, and it's so inherited in our societal norms. So it's uh, really difficult uh, to have a change here. And uh, so I think it's important to, to start really think about uh, what are the true hurdles that now as part of this podcast, uh, we talk about women, so um, that women in this case face, uh, and especially in, in the working world uh, in this context. And um, then really think about uh, what could be reasonable DNI initiatives, uh, what could really promote uh, the inclusion of women and um, address the, the hurdles that uh, women are facing. Because um, I think no matter how equal opportunities sometimes may look like at the surface, um, in reality, there is still a lot of improvement potential out there. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, like you said, right, underneath all of that is the unconscious bias, which is in all of us, whether we kind of think about it or not. And I guess that's why it's unconscious. Um, it's from our background, it's from our upbringing. And we don't even realise that we're even thinking with a bias. It's just how our brains have been, you know, wired as such. It's quite interesting. Exactly. You, you, you grew up with it and you were influenced by it, uh, by, by society, how the role of women and men uh, is portrayed out there. And um, I think uh, the first step is really to, to make this conscious, to make people think about it and uh, realize, ah, there are some challenges that I as a man or I as a white person uh, don't face. And um, yeah, to, to uh, start this conversation, yeah. Mm. 
Amazing. And tell us a bit more about your role at um, your current company. I know you're working at Yabia Capital. Um, what does your role involve? And, and I guess, how did you get into this sort of um, field of work? Yeah, sure. So as part of the investment team at Yabeo, I focus on our health tech investments. So that includes everything from sourcing and analyzing potential new early stage deals uh, to supporting our existing portfolio companies. And this could be any kind of support from follow on fundraising to more operationally, uh, operational or strategic support. Mm-hmm. So. I would say that overall, my job includes uh, a lot of uh, talking to inspiring founders and their vision uh, to change uh, something in the still, yeah, I have to be honest here, the pretty analog and uh, inefficient uh, healthcare world. <laughs> and that's um, <laughs> uh, very, very fascinating to see um, how how motivated they are to really tackle those challenges. And it's not easy as a startup in the healthcare system to, to make a change because it's so so regulated. And um, also the uh, foundation is often not given uh, from an infrastructure perspective to really implement those new innovative solutions. So it's uh, really always really fasc- fascinating to, to talk to the founders. Um, but of course, um, I'm also exchanging a lot with uh, fellow investors and exchange about um, how the current VC environment is evolving and also the overall health tech industry. So that's also very exciting. And then, of course, uh, once we uh, proceed with conversations with uh, companies that are really interesting to us and really fit into our investment thesis, then I really dive deep into the business model. And um, yeah, that's also uh, always very um, exciting to really understand how the model works and how um, the impact can be eventually created out of that. Um, So I think how I got into the job, um, I was always fascinated by new business models and technology developments in different industries, uh, which really have the potential to disrupt an entire sector. Uh, This could be by providing new services uh, or improving customer experience, or just creating efficiencies uh, in an analog industry. And before my first uh, full-time job as a consultant, I already had some experience uh, working at startups. And um, also within the consulting job, I initially focused on digital transformation and venture building projects. And then some point uh, last year, I decided that I really want to focus more on that space again. Um, so this time from an investor perspective, uh, but really diving into also a, a specific sector. And that's why I then uh, decided to yeah change to the venture capital industry and started working at Yabio. Nice, nice. And I know you mentioned when we spoke previously that I guess more traditional companies um, still heard biases, you know, um, that, that it can be quite challenging to work in quite male dominated spaces. How would you say this has maybe affected your career? So I think overall, if you're working in industries where there's already quite some awareness about D&I, and there are also some changes that are being implemented to promote equal opportunities. And I would say consulting uh, is, as a consulting firm, 
part of that uh, kind of industry. Um, you experience in general pretty open-minded colleagues who have a very inclusive and supportive mindset, especially on, on the junior or lower management ranks. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you look at the overall setup uh, of the entire company and uh, the system around it, um, also the higher you go, the less female representation there is. And uh, this still, of course, has an impact uh, on the overall way of doing business, yeah. uh, which makes it then eventually challenging, more challenging for women to be heard overall. Interesting, interesting. And I'd love to dive a bit deeper into kind of not what investors look for, but it's always kind of interesting to kind of hear it from your point of view. So, you know, let's let's um, say a company's in a growth phase. Um, what as an investor do you look for? And I guess my question is, how much does diversity impact, um, say, potential investment? And, and how does that kind of come into play um, at this point? So, of course, when we look at a new potential investment opportunity, the team is very important. The team set up how uh, the team is presenting themselves, but also, of course, the, the background of the team. And um, here, I think initially, uh, we look at what does the team have for experience uh, professionally, um, looking at education, but then also uh, personalities and uh, how do they complement each other? Uh, because especially in an early stage company, um, few people take on a lot of uh, diverse tasks. So this needs to be a really, really great fit. And uh, we also assessed it then and, and the due diligence. Um, I think uh, the further a uh, company progresses and uh, the more it grows, it becomes more and more important also to uh, look at uh, who you bring in to keep yeah. the team diverse. Because um, once you, you scale, you want to attract uh, the, the the right talent, uh, right to be able to really su support that growth and support that scale. You also distribute more responsibilities to a broader senior management, but also uh, to the extended team. So you really want to think about how to, to set up the organization, what is attractive to employees. And I think there are a diverse um, culture, diverse uh, teaming, diverse leadership styles also uh, are very important to, to bring into a company um to yeah to to pr promote uh, a balanced uh, perspectives and yeah. Uh, yeah eventually then also um support the the growth um yeah from the organizational uh, setup yeah yeah and it's so interesting i think you mentioned their balanced perspectives and in my opinion right that is more than just gender i don't think by having you know male and females of course you get a balanced perspective but it's so much more than that it's like your educational background it's you know where you grew up you know your background more than just you know what you know you are gender wise yeah yeah completely agree perspectives come from from different backgrounds and uh this could be anything beyond gender as well. Yeah. And you mentioned that I know that you're rolling out a new initiative, you know, which looks at promoting diversity in the portfolio companies. Um, and I guess really, you know, in that early stage, portfolio, the portfolio companies you're working with, they may not have thought about DNI, they may have, they may already have everything in place. Um, but what does this new initiative um, involve, uh, depending on how much you can share with us? Yeah, so um, I think this this initiated from our impact fund. So next to our health tech and uh, fintech investments, we also do a, 
impact investments uh, through a separate fund, uh, also with great co portfolio companies in there. And um, there we have uh, ECG criteria in place uh, that the companies are rated against. Uh, of course, naturally, uh, we are looking at the uh, final impact they they have. And um, we, we thought about why not rolling this out also to our other portfolio companies in the different segments. So um, that's why we are also bringing that in. Of course, as you mentioned, some, some of the companies, they already have some more advanced criteria themselves. It also depends a bit on the, the countries they're located in because there's different emphasis uh, for, for the reports as well that you already have uh, statements about uh, uh, diversity uh, as part of it as well or not. And uh, yeah, depending on that, uh, we are uh, trying to getting more into this conversation with the companies in health tech and fintech as well to really have a different perspective on the company and different uh, improvement points as well next to just uh, financial or operational uh, points we usually look at. Yeah, yeah. And and this is maybe a silly question, but um, do you think that um, in, say, fintech companies or health tech companies, the, the kind of diversity alters or changes? Does it? Do you find that in health tech companies, there is a lot more diversity than, say, in fintech? Just from your experience. I wouldn't necessarily say so well. I think fintech, yeah, in general, is a pretty male-dominated company uh, looking at the financial industry. Um, but of course, also in health tech, um, you have a lot of um, founders uh, with a medical background and there you also, uh, I think, have some male domination still in place. So um, I, I think, of course, there are some differences between industries, but overall in the entrepreneurial space, uh, you still see that um, there are more um, male uh, founders and also senior management uh, teams uh, around. But as I said, I think maybe it's also a bit of a country uh, perspective or question here that um, in some countries where there's already more, where there's more flexibility uh, also in the working culture that um, there you see already some, some more women. But usually if you look at the executive position, then it's always... Uh, very skewed towards men, uh, no matter the, the industry and the space. Yeah, yeah, no, really interesting. It's, it's, yeah, I, I kind of, ass not assumed, but I assume that I guess in different industries, diversity may kind of change and, you know, go up or down, but you're right, I guess from like that founder level, we still haven't got to a place where there's an equal number of say female founders. So even from the very early stages, we're already kind of hitting the kind of male dominated space, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, the more the company grows, uh, of course, this doesn't have to stay male dominated. But if you look at um, senior management team, if you look at the board constellation, then it's becoming pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. Also and throughout the growth trajectory. Yeah. And I guess even then from the investor point of view, right, you know, would you say that there are more male investors in your company than there are female? Um. I think here again, also, I mean, looking at our fund, but also uh, other funds as well. Yeah. Again, I think you have to take into account the seniority. 
yeah i yeah. think this is in general a very um crucial point um, because uh, there are a lot of initiatives uh, different industries also in consulting where you focus on recruiting more women into the companies and i think this is very critical uh very important uh point but then um i think it's also as equally important to to keep women in the industry and to um really create a sustainable environment long term long term for women and of course not all women want to stay forever uh, in their career and may develop different priorities in life but for those who, who would like to and just think it might be not manageable once you have a family um to create the, the flexibility and the surrounding to to facilitate that on the one hand and then on the other hand to um, also have more role models in senior positions uh, who who show women the path to these higher ranks and um, that there are some women who uh, achieve that and who can be potentially also their, their mentors so um, I think looking at the whole career trajectory and how women are represented is uh, very very important uh, and a look behind the surface of just um, an overall uh, ratio of uh, gender in the whole company. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's so much more than that. And, uh, you know, one topic I know that we were both super passionate about was the idea of kind of women supporting women. And it's so weird because when I look back at my background and say my school career, I went to an all girls school. Um, so there was literally 150 girls per year. Um, when I got to like kind of sixth form where we're kind of college, say, um, mm. there was six boys in the year compared to like the 150 girls so I've always been in an environment whereby I don't want to say that the support was always there but there was always so many girls so you were always supported by other females but I think when I stepped into the working world it was very different of course and I was like there are so much more men where are all the ladies I was kind of in school with but yeah I guess the idea of women supporting women is something which is talked about so much and I do think I would love to kind of shine a light on it a bit more you know, I think I know why it's important, but from your side, why do you think the notion of women supporting women is, is really important in, in kind of today's world? I think if you look at the male networking culture, um, of course, traditionally, there were more male in the, the working world, so they also developed this kind of networking style. And um, sometimes you see this kind of... Uh, let's call it boys club behavior still where you go together to cigar bars you go golfing together and then you really create that bond outside of the actual work setup and i think this this bond that you create in those kind of setups uh, is sometimes underestimated uh, what kind of effect it can have on your career um, because these situations are really the, the place to to build a supporting system as well so yeah uh, if you need something you can think about this person you you don't um uh, or you are not uh, hesitating to give them a call because you know you, you spend also the, this kind of time together um to get to know each other on that level and i think that creates business opportunities um that you wouldn't get if you don't participate in those kind of networking and yeah. i think looking at the the me too movement for example i think it's a very important discussion and i think there's also still a lot in the gray zone where men get away with certain behavior but 
what it also created, I think, is that some men are now very conscious about it and uh, are trying to avoid networking with women, especially on a one-on-one -on -one basis too much. Be going for, for a business lunch or dinner together or having like a catch-up drink after the project work at, at the hotel bar or um, these kind of uh, things you, you would naturally do when you are having a business partner or yeah, men between each other. And um, I think this makes it then even more difficult for women to create these kind of uh, business connections. And I think that's why I think it's really important that women start supporting women more, that we also create a stronger community among each other to exchange about experiences, but then also to have a stronger bond in a business setup and uh, support each other throughout our careers. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's so important. And I think, you know, when we spoke as well, I think we spoke a lot about how companies tend to focus a lot on the events to kind of recruit more women, um, but yet do not much to keep kind of keep them there. You mentioned it earlier, right? Or even kind of yeah. support them on their kind of entire career trajectory. And I think that's why the notion of having a support network outside of your working outside of your working organization is really important. I guess, why do you think this is and, and how do you think we can we can change that kind of, I guess, support that women can have on their career trajectory? Hmm. Yeah, I think the, the simple answer is that it's just way more difficult to really change entire processes, mindsets, culture of a company um, or also an industry which was traditionally male dominated. Um, so it's easier to start bringing new women in than really to, to adapt the system uh, to change and to create a, a working environment that is yeah, more sustainable for women, as mentioned earlier. And um, yeah, I think the whole discussions around quota is uh, valid to accelerate that kind of systematic uh, change. Uh, to make the whole environment more women-friendly, to bring perspectives from women, men just don't really think about at the top, also into the discussions and to promote that the top-down throughout the organization. And um, yeah, as I also said, I think um, it's very helpful for younger, young female, for new professionals, uh, if they have some, some role models on top and um, some women they can reach out to speak to um, in a mentor-mentee relationship and address questions they might not dare to ask to, to a male mentor. So um, I think this is also something that is quite un underestimated how helpful these uh, connections, uh, mentorship uh, relationships are throughout your career. And what do you think that we can do to create this networking culture? I mean, it's really interesting, actually, because I went to a networking event on Tuesday evening, uh, a fintech event. Amazing. And of course, like you mentioned, right, finance is normally quite a male dominated space. Uh, and then combine that with tech. And again, extremely male dominated. But the, there was actually a lot more women than what I expected um I must admit especially going into it I thought you know will there be any others am I going to be the only one there um so I mean <laughs> what do you think we could do to kind of create that networking culture so I think overall there are already some great initiatives out there so be it through whatsapp groups focusing on women in specific industries or 
um, some individuals, some more and more senior uh, leaders starting some gathering uh, among women. So um, depending on who you already know, um, you get invited into those kind of um, yeah gatherings, etc. So I think what would help uh, is to have some more larger um, industry organizations uh, or industry networks uh, to really support um, these kind of events uh, where women are brought together throughout different stages of their career, also from different industries or adjacent industries, so that they have the opportunity to not only network within their own company, but also outside to see how other women are evolving in their careers. And um, that these larger organizations also um, yeah, focus a bit, a bit more on that to, to create awareness and opportunities. And then also for the employers, um, that they also they, they see this as an opportunity for their employees to develop in their career as well and to promote that um, they attend those kind of events. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what can we do to, I guess, not not encourage more women to go, but I think, you know, when we spoke as well, I know you mentioned that not men tend to have more networking events, but men tend to be a lot more present at these events. What do you I mean? Large organisations throwing these would be great, but how can we still encourage more women to go? Do you think it needs to be like another woman throwing these events or does it need to be, say, like is it a WhatsApp group coming together and encouraging more women to go? Yeah, I think one reason why women don't attend is just, um, yeah, awareness that yeah. you're not aware of these kind of opportunities that are out there. Um, so you really need, need to educate about this whole um, topic more. And then you need some initiators who are already part of uh, these circles or who are already more in a leadership position, have a wider network who can bring in um, these thoughts to the younger professionals. I think, um, yeah, everyone needs to uh, work work on this together to, yeah. and that, that back to the women supporting women topic. So uh, from the women at the top, really initiating this, bringing this uh, into the organization or as a uh, initiative uh, as well. And then um, everyone inviting their network as well. And so creating this snowball effect. And, and then I think in the end, of course, it comes back to each individual as well. So uh of course i also attend a lot of networking events and uh sometimes they can be a bit uh, draining so i always um ask myself okay what is the goal of this yeah. event what do i want to get get out of it and to really intentionally go to networking events that are of my interest be it personally and then also from a business perspective of course and um, yeah, to, to not just attend something and think, oh, it was overwhelming again, but really going to those events that matter. And um, I think this is uh, each individual's uh, work also to do um, to support their own personal development uh, in that way. 
Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think awareness is important. We have to make more women aware of events like this. But equally, I don't want it to somewhat feel like a chore. You know, we have to go because that's what's going to, you know, help us do well in our career. Like, like, like you said, right, you have to find events that are meaningful to you, that you can actually see the benefit in them. And, you know, set yourself a goal, like, you know, when you're going to this event, what do you want to achieve by going? You know, it could be the case that I want to to kind of connect on LinkedIn with five people in my industry that are uh, have somewhat agreed informally, formally, whatever the case may be, to support me and mentor me. You know, I think you have mm-hmm. to go there with a, I guess, with an idea or a goal, like you said, otherwise it's like it yeah. training. You know, socialising in itself is is quite a lot, right? Um, so to speak, in terms of not the socialisation, I love it, but I know that for some. Um, it can be quite intimidating uh, and it can be quite a lot, you know, it can be overwhelming. So yeah, like you said, having a goal when you attend those events mm-hmm. I think will make more women uh, want to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's also not only before the event, but then after the event, think about, okay, who did you meet? Um, who did you connect with well? Also again, professionally, but also personally, because you never know how personally can turn into professionally as well. So um, think about it uh, from a long-term perspective. And um, yeah, really, uh, if you're not already connected on LinkedIn, reach out there, but with a personal note and um, maybe meet for lunch sometime later or just starting a new relationship. But also again, yeah, intentionally where you think um, you already had a good uh, conversation start uh, through the event and um, continue that relationship. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Because it's not just about the now and it's not about, okay, what can I gain from this person as we speak? It could be the case in a few years time, you know, who knows where that person may be in the future? Who knows where you may be in the future? But I think like I said, you know, these relationships are so key and I think building on them and navigating a new relationship is, is important for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So you never know uh, when paths cross again, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Honestly, well, no, thank you so much for joining me. Um, It's been such a great conversation. And yeah, I think for, for women who are maybe a bit intimidated to go to networking events, find one that's meaningful for you. Find one which you think is going to be important to you. Uh, and just go for it. You know, it can be overwhelming. It can be nerve wracking. Um, But you'll walk away from it with five more relations than what you had when you when you didn't go you know yeah definitely couldn't agree more thanks (laughs) so much for having me